0: Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
2: Ken and my handicap of Week 17 in the NFL continues in 20 minutes with the Eagles and the Cardinals from Philadelphia. And we'll get to the Bucks and the Saints in Tampa as Tampa looks to win its second consecutive NFC South which was set up for a second consecutive elimination on Wild Card Weekend at home at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys, if, if and when we get there. Niners and the Commanders as well from our nation's capital, with Jacoby Brissett starting for Washington. And we think it'll be Brock Purdy, despite uh, stingers in back-to-back weeks. and injury called sting! I don't know how many people get that reference, but I do. <laughs> well, so more... <laughs> Woo! More more Week 17 coming up in a little bit. But joining us right now to Handicap Week 17 in the NFL is our friend Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, uh, one of my favorite follows on Twitter, at... Everyone calls it X now. I am st- I still call it Twitter. At Eric Eager underscore does great work with our friends at Sumer Sports, including co-hosting the Sumer Sports football show with former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov, who, of course, is represented by our agent, Tim Scanlon. So we have that in, in common. Eric, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Hope it was a great Christmas for you and the family. How's it going?
3: Yeah, happy holidays to you guys. And uh, looking forward to uh, week 17. Things are good here. A uh, lot of lot of we're going to get a lot of clarity, I think, in the NFL after this week.
1: And one of the things we might get clarity on, Eric, and I, I know we've talked to MVP with you a lot, sometimes about analytics and in, in that handicap, sometimes just about who you think is going to win and like why you think they're going to win. I, we had Pizzola on earlier in the show, and I kind of posed the question to him a certain way. And I, I think I, I think I, I would pose it the same way to you and just kind of compare the responses. Seems like the Ravens Dolphins game is kind of like the fulcrum here for what ends up maybe happening the rest of the season with MVP, similar to Niners Ravens last week, where it's like, well, if it's the favorite, then it's just probably done. And if it's the underdog, then shrug emoji or something like that. Then I have no idea. It seems Eric, like this is the same way. Like Ravens win, maybe Lamar Miami wins chaos. I don't know. Do you kind of see it the same way? Like if the Ravens win, who do you think wins MVP? And if the dolphins win, who do you think wins MVP? yeah the the only thing
3: i'll come back on is i think that there's an out for josh allen here um and and it hinges on the results of this game so like when you look at you know if there's and the ravens have played a lot of these games let's say that the ravens win this game but lamar does not look impressive And, and that's happened you know statistically a decent amount of times uh in the past before um you know, the, the Dolphins lose and then the the Week 18 matchup between the Dolphins and the Bills is for the ASC East, uh, then I think Josh Allen could win it by beating the Dolphins that week. So th- there's an out where Lamar Jackson's Ravens win, but Josh, Allen's, Josh Allen wins the MVP by virtue of sneaking in and getting the two seed out from under the Miami Dolphins. I think if Lamar plays a, a really good game and they win, I think he's probably secured the award because if they win this week, they basically have if they win this week, they basically they have the one seed wrapped up. And so then they're not going to play. And much like Lamar's first MVP season in 2019, he won't even play week 18 this year. So that that to me is I think that the possible outcomes where there's a Josh Allen out. I don't know if there's a Dak Prescott out. I mean, if he throws seven touchdowns in front of all of us on Saturday night, maybe we might reconsider him. But I think it's going to be Lamar with a possibility of Josh Allen and a possibility of Tua if Tua were to light the the Ravens on fire uh this week. But those are the only three possibilities in my opinion.
2: Well I want you to just expand a little bit on the Tua point, because like if Miami beats Baltimore, presumably Jalen Waddle hasn't been ruled out yet. I mean, it's a high ankle sprain. Like, I can't imagine he's going to play in this game. He might not play the rest of the season. We'll see. If Miami beats Baltimore on Sunday and then beats ball uh, beats Buffalo in Week 18 in their quest to be the number one well number one in home field advantage in the AFC playoffs, like does Tua win if Miami wins the next two games?
3: I think that there's a real. It depends upon how he looks, of course. Like, I think like we had a situation last year where. It was the game, it was like December, I believe, 11th or 12th, like that week, where Kansas City won, but Patrick Mahomes threw three interceptions, and he went from being the favorite in the markets to an underdog behind Jalen Hurts. So there is precedent, uh, and I'm guessing there's a million more. That's just the one I remember. But there's precedent for a player winning the games but not getting closer, in fact, losing ground as MVP because the quarterback position kind of is the highlight, you know, Uh, Of everything. And so if he wins but plays poorly, I don't think he's the MVP. If he lights the world on fire and beating the Ravens and the Bills, I I do think that he will win MVP. So I think that that's like kind of the distinction between uh, between two. uh, Like, I don't think it's just win two games for the Dolphins and he's MVP. I think it's how he plays will influence it as well.
1: Erica, I'm curious. the The next question we talked about basically everybody in the MVP. You even mentioned Dak there very briefly, and I'll just say like I I think I agree with basically everything that you've said so far, and I think it's like the the most likely way it plays out is the way you've laid it out. Just for people who are kind of like saying to themselves, well, wait a minute, and I know he was just awful on monday night i mean absolutely brutal like there's a chance brock Purdy is still the leading passer in the league in like all categories at the end of the year they close with washington and the rams like it's it's a lot easier than the last couple weeks from an opponent standpoint i'm i'm just playing devil's advocate here like i don't think purdy will win necessarily but he went from minus 250 to 12 to one and there are still two games to go is he a zero in terms of ability to win this? Because you've kind of, like, we, you haven't mentioned his name so far, and you've laid out a lot of permutations. Is there a way Brock Purdy actually gets back into this?
3: I think if everybody else falls on their face, including Josh Allen, then I think so. I think the hardest part is all of the outs for Purdy involve Lamar, Tua, and Josh Allen living under expectation, which – I don't think all three of those things can happen at once. I think if Tua plays play poorly, then it opens the door for Josh Allen. I think if Lamar plays poorly, it opens the door for Tua or Josh Allen, depending upon who actually wins the outcome between the Bills and and the or sorry the Ravens and the Dolphins. So the, my issue with Purdy is like there are these like correlated outcomes that you know if they were uncorrelated and they were all to go zero for three over the next two two weeks, then it opens the door. I just don't see how, you know, we get a a matchup with Tua Tunga-Vailoa in two straight games where both quarterbacks play poorly. Because that's ultimately what has to happen, I think, for for Purdy to get back into it. There's also the part, and like, I don't necessarily agree with this as much. Um, It's sort of like they all view Purdy as like the weak, the, the poor man's Matt Ryan. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I think if Purdy... It, you know, lights the world on fire from an EPA or yards per attempt or passing perspective, and they were the one seed and no one else was even close, like, if no one else was worthy of the award, I think you give it to Purdy. I don't know if that many voters think that way, though. And I think, and, and obviously, that's what matters. I think a lot of people, for lack of a better term, are offended by Brock Purdy's, uh, you know, production relative to our perception of him as a player.
2: You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Wednesday talking the NFL with Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. Follow Eric on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. All right, Eric, let's get to some games coming up for this weekend. Uh, Dolphins and Ravens in the Tua uh, Lamar Bowl. Baltimore in between a three and a three and a half point home favor, total of 47. Waddle unlikely, it feels like at this point in the week. What do you got?
3: Yeah, offensive line injuries as well for the Dolphins. Defense has played really well. Uh, to kind of curb some of the regression that's happened with the Miami offense of uh, late I, I make the game 2.75 so I guess I'm on the side of the Dolphins if I had to I I don't really have a big opinion on this one. I think the Ravens defense is being a little bit overrated after Monday night because Purdy, you know, he had one really bad interception, but for the most part, that was a lot of like tip passes and not to say luck, but there was a decent amount of fortune involved for the Ravens. So I don't necessarily think I, the Ravens are even power rated number one for me in the NFL. I, I still think that's the 49ers. I still think if you re-rack that game, they're big favorites. Uh, maybe not as big as, as Monday, but um, so I, I, I think this is this place close. And I think that the Ravens, even though Lamar was fantastic on Monday, he's had some games where that offense sputters. So I could see that happening. I, I think if anything in this one, the the under feels like a, a good play, um, because of you know the way the Ravens want to play and, and the you know the Dolphins the kind of lack of offensive explosion uh, over the past few weeks, including their game against Dallas.
1: Yeah, total forty-seven in the in the Ravens Dolphins game. As you're giving that answer, Eric, I just go. That sound, actually under sounds like a pretty good idea based kind of on yeah. everything you're saying and like the Dolphins up and we think Waddle's not going to play Tyreek like clearly like not even not 100%, not like 60% it feels like on a lot of these steps doesn't play every single snap uh in every single game. So be curious if that changes on Sunday as well. Lions Cowboy, like to run the football too. Oh, sure. That's a great point. Yeah, so uh you could end up seeing like a, a fast moving clock in the game too. I'm uh, un- unlikely to be an under or at least like a low scoring game. The lions Cowboys game on Saturday night, the totals gotten bet up a lot, 53 and a half, 54 Cowboys, a-, a six point favorite. Eric, I feel like we've made or heard compelling cases for both sides in this game kind of like situation favoring Dallas, but maybe like matchup favoring Detroit and their ability to run the ball. Where do you kind of come down here on the-, the Saturday night game?
3: Yeah, I think that's really well put. Ken. I-, I-, I think, you know, Dallas has been a better home team than a road team. Um, Detroit has, you know, played better at home than on the road, so that that's certainly a thing. However, it's an indoor game uh, in Dallas, so that should favor Detroit more than an average road game should. And, and then when you look at kind of Ben Johnson and his brilliance in Detroit is putting kind of the 11th player on a defense in conflict. I mean, you look at the PFF grades, Mazzie Smith, the, the nose tackle for Michigan, obviously, uh, you know, from Michigan for Dallas, he's going to be on the field when. Uh, Detroit plays heavy, and he's graded poorly this year. Um, Jordan Lewis, the the other corner, ironically also from Michigan, uh, he's going to be in the game in the slot when they play nickel or dime, and he's played poorly this year. And they have Amon Ross, St. Brown, and uh, and Sam Laporta to go up against him. So I do think that there are matchups that can favor uh, the Cal- You know, the uh, the Detroit offense uh, relative to the Dallas defense. I think the worry that people have in sort of backing up the truck for the Detroit Lions in this one uh, is the fact that Jared Goff has had turnover streaks in his career. Dallas has been as good as anybody uh, at making teams pay for the turnover. So that would be the one thing I worry about. Uh, Detroit, you know, run defense isn't all that great, but as we saw on Sunday, Dallas doesn't necessarily have the running backs to sort of go, you know, to to make these teams pay. Uh, Tony Pollard has not been the player I think everybody wanted to be in the post era. So uh, I, I like Detroit in this one. Not huge, but I do think that they are are, are the right side at plus six.
2: Yeah, I uh, I regret to announce that uh, I and others were wrong about Zeke and Tony. How Tony Pollard should be thrown in jail for not scoring a touchdown on the Cowboys opening drive. Like, I, I would have scored on that. I, I'm not even joking. I think I would have scored on that play. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Eric, your current favorite bet for Week 17, side or total, is what and why?
3: I, I, and I'm in Minnesota right now. I was just in Wisconsin for my other Christmas, like, I like the Packers getting the two and a half uh, in Minnesota um, to it looks like I bet MGM. I think that, you know, obviously there are injuries and they they just suspended Jair Alexander on the defense for the Packers. I think everybody's looking at Nick Mullins the wrong way and they're saying, well – there's going to be turnover regression, so Mullins isn't going to throw four interceptions. Do this you week. think? His wait, efficiency I, I'm has sorry been to interrupt. Oh,
2: real quick, I, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, Eric, and I want you to continue with your answer here. Do you think? And like, forgive. I don't think this has been announced yet. Is it? Do you think it's definitely going to be? I think it might be Jaron Hall that starts for the Vikings on Sunday night.
3: It could be. I I'm I'm just going to extrapolate from. I mean, if it's Jaron Hall, like I like this pick even more. Like I do think that there's an efficiency element to Mullins that people are gravitating towards. And it's the math nerds like me that are like, well, you know, there's turnovers are kind of random. So if you can get the yards per attempt that you got from Mullen, that's great. And if you could avoid the turnovers, that's a winning formula. I tend to I look at this team, you know, Brian O'Neill probably being out TJ Hawkinson being out for the season. Jordan Addison is day to day, but banged up. It's one guy now, Jefferson. And I know that Joe Barry is amazing at making like the worst players on an offense uh, look good but I, I got to think that that that's just not a good matchup for a team that you're laying points with.
1: Eric, we have like a, a minute left for this. We had some quarterback well, we had a lot of quarterback news today, but we had one piece of, of information earlier today that the Denver Broncos will start Jarrett Stidham at quarterback instead of Russell Wilson spawned like a, a series of tweets about whether Wilson will be on the team next year or kind of like, you know, Stidham two years in a row in the identical situation with Carr last year, uh, the market, really really downgraded the broncos as a result of this announcement so the Bron- basically like a two point downgrade something like that versus what we would seen before when probability wise market view denver is much less likely to win with Jarrett stidham they're now just about a three and a half point favorite and the three and a half so a lot of them are juiced toward the Chargers. do you agree with that in about a minute that that downgrade exists and how do you see that game playing out
3: I think that a downgrade certainly exists. I, of that magnitude, given the situation, I don't. I, I think Denver's the right side here. Um, I think you're getting a little bit of a bump from, from Los Angeles playing a game effort last week. I, that's not that's not generally repeatable if you go back in time. And I think Stidham is, is more than capable here. There's also the fact that you watch those games, and Sean Payton very clearly hates Russell Wilson. And so you take a player that he probably doesn't want to see succeed all that much, and you put in a player that he may want to see succeed, and, and I think you're going to see a, a smaller downgrade than the market suggests. Again, the market's efficient uh, pretty much in, these le- in, in the NFL, um, but I, I think it moved a little bit too far here
2: so when uh eric when uh when sean payton says that benching russell wilson is all about winning this game on sunday are, are you trying to tell us he's lying that he ain't telling the truth <laughs>
3: i i i think i think he's telling the truth i think he wants to win and i think he wants to stick it to wilson frankly
2: yeah, i love that i yeah. i love the way eric framed that and i don't i'm not even saying he's wrong it's clear that sean payton Hates Russell Wilson. I absolutely love it. I, and, and I think he's right. And I think he's right. Also, I like the Broncos with Jared Stedham coming up on Sunday. Eric, we appreciate it, man. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time in Wisconsin. Safe travels back home. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk to you next week.
3: Have a happy new year, guys. Take care.
2: I got to start working the happy new year in as well. It's a bad yeah, job. Yeah, we're getting close. A yeah. couple days off, I'm a little rusty. On the other side, back to our handicap week 17 in the National Football League. Nick and Ken, you better you bet, on a Monday on a Wednesday.
0: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better